You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey, Kimberly here. Don't forget at the end of this episode with Leslie Becker that I am not in, we have a final part of our Wasted Bonus interview with the great nonprofit Broadway Bound Kids who hosts the annual Broadway Spelling Bee with your favorite stars. So if you miss me in the episode, stay tuned. On another note, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Stay safe. Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plopsky, and today's guest has the voice of the angels. Oh, my. There's no, <laughs> there's no negotiation to feel truly alive, as we are determined to tell me why. As someone who hears each and every life, I still believe that to sing Yemma's song, I will remember that there's nowhere left to run. Shadows of innocence are the expectations at the daybreak for the testimony at the auction, so there's a chance for me to sing on high. Joining us today are the welcome songers, <laughs> including... That was a good one. There was a lot of them, like, in a row. I yeah. am amazed at what you just did. At first, I'm like, wait, what is he doing? And then I'm like, oh, my God, amazing grace. <laughs> Kevin, nothing there to love Jager. Which one is that from? It's all amazing grace. Oh, okay. It's all amazing, it's all amazing <laughs> grace. I saw that show. <laughs> did you really? I did. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and then Kimberly is not here with us, but also with us today is an actress and recording artist who you may have known from her hit single, Slow Burn, which reached number five on the AC Billboard Hot AC chart. What, what's AC? Uh, adult contemporary. Adult contemporary. Oh. <laughs> Look at you. Air conditioning. Yeah, I know. I was, oh, I'm all about the adult contemporary. Yes, uh, I love it. She's toured with Wicked, Showboat, Beauty and the Beast, and was seen in MSG Cinderella. Her Broadway credits include Nine, Anything Goes, Bonnie and Clyde, and Amazing Grace, as you may or may not have guessed from <laughs> the beginning. Uh, let's give a big Broadway-sed welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend Leslie. Of the show. Leslie. Oh, yeah. Yes. Leslie Becker. Thank you, Becker. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. We're happy that you're with us, as, especially as a, not only as a fan of the show, but now as a friend of the show. Yeah, I love that. I like the friend of the show best. There you yeah. go. But uh, I, it's I a like good being a fan, because I, I think what you guys are doing is just awesome and fun. Thank makes you. makes me smile every week. Well, we, <laughs> Thank you. That makes us smile. It makes yes. us drunk every week. So, <laughs> we're, <just laughs> so we're always smiling. Of course. <laughs> um, but you can follow Leslie uh, on Twitter and Instagram at the Leslie Becker. Yep. Everything's spelled out. 
Um, but let's get right into it. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Oh, that wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't. Um, it was actually in harmony and right? like nice. That's I'm drinking um, one of those like mini like mini bar plastic bottle whiskeys <laughs> in my <laughs> Welcome to Moe's cup with Coke in it. <laughs> Very that. descriptive. Yeah, you really you really went into the I did the deep cuts and like the Amazing. ice the ice has been there a while so it's like a little watered down. That's Excellent. the total deep cut. Excellent. <laughs> Leslie, what are you drinking? I, I am so boring tonight. I've got some cranberry and soda because I have an important audition, and I'm also going to get drunk on sugar because I have some baked by Melissa here. That's Whoa. right. She brought us some baked by Melissa. So let's open those up. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. Let's get baked. Why um, not? But I'm drinking Gatorade and I have a flask of Jim Beam. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Electrolytes so, and alcohol. Yeah, I feel like they balance out. Yeah, yeah. Always yeah. adds to Always a good some thing. Gatorade. Yeah, there you go. Jim Beam is a delicious treat. It actually is. I like Jim Beam. Just a dab. And you're kind of classy when you yeah. have like a, an actual and an flask. an actual flask. It actually came... Is it silver-coated, plated? I don't new? know. It came with... This is not a joke. It came with like a uh, like a carry-around picnic uh, organizer. Okay. So like one side has like utensils and cups and like a, a shaker and, and the flask. And a flask. And then there was it came with a you know a place for wine and f- to, it, it's insulated so it keeps all your food cool. Is the only thing you have left the flask? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you lose all the other things? <laughs> lose, give away. It's, give away, it's, lost yeah, throw away, recycle. He's oh like, oh God. look, salad tongs. Thanks. So <laughs> bake my Melissa. What what? So we have this one. We have an. Oh, there's an Oreo. There's Oreo, let's see, there's um, the three <coughs> special ones of the month, which is the lemon meringue, the strawberry shortcake, and the blueberry. I sound like I could like be an ad for Yeah, tell me more. <laughs> the mint um, chocolate chip, red velvet, and I think that's the cookies and cream. Totally. That's awesome. Yeah. The purple one, the blueberry one, looks like, like the Grimace. <laughs> oh, it is. It's very purple. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. very purple. And this is kind of like the Grinch. The, the Grinch? The, the mint, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like the Grinch. The pink one is, I mean, that's strawberry shortcake. I guess that's cheating. Yeah, I guess. It kind of matches my shirt, It actually. does. It does. <laughs> We're being very descriptive today. We are. Yeah. <laughs> We're letting people know. <laughs> I need to tell you what these Blake Bubba Melissa look like. What does it look like? I don't know his name or what he looks like. Big uh, Melissa. She, 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 she loves, she loves me. She, 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 she. Oh, she, right. She yeah, okay. That's one of my favorite shows, actually. I, I don't know his cake me. or what it looks like. Exactly. No, is that no. Yeah, it's no. good. It's all good. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that I laugh as you go off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't call us. Thank you. Right. Yeah. So let's just go into what have you seen this week? What have you seen this week? Oh my God! Well, I last go night. I know. I'm gonna, I gotta go for this yeah, because yeah, last course. night I saw Come From Away, and uh. I just I, I I gotta be honest. I have a real short list of like my favorite theatrical things I've seen in New York and it just went to the top of the list. Like, wow, that's amazing. I loved it so much. But what's so astounding about the show is not only is it an amazing ensemble of people, it's 12 people on stage and they are reenacting this evening as people in Gander and also the people that arrive in Gander. And just the staging, I mean, just... it. Everything. Like, I, I literally have been kind of just talking about it since I left. To everybody I can talk to, I'll talk to a friend and be like, you have to go see this. And I have a lot of friends in the show, and just, um, it's really special. Talk about an ensemble that made everything uh, kind of sculpt into one. So it was yeah. a really, really great um, message for, you know, America right now, just people coming together on a terrible time, but yeah. also finding that way to come together and it's a perfect time for it to be on Broadway. Awesome. I think it's just going to be the thing That's so awesome. to see. And it was packed with standing room. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Kev, you see anything? Not really. Well, we saw Present oh. Laughter for your birthday. Oh, we did. We did. Yeah, yeah. That's right. On my birthday, we got to see Pre- Present Laughter, the No Happy Coward birthday. play. Thank you. <laughs> um, so 
got to see Kevin Klein on stage. <clears throat> that was cool. And, Amazing. Uh, Colby Smothers. Smolders. Smolders. Yeah. Who's Co- Colby Smothers? I made that up. She's um, <laughs> Smucker's. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Smucker's too. Or um, Colby, and then there was also uh, Ro- you mean Robin from How I Met Your Right. Mother. Robin was on the show. Sure so was uh, Meredith Grey's mother on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> she got the biggest applause <laughs> yeah, aside she did. from uh, Kevin, Kevin Klein. Klein. Oh she got gosh. entrance applause. Amazing. I mean, spattered entrance applause, but it was there. All right. It was great. We got to go. Uh, Brian, I got I had a couple drinks before, so we were ready for the present laughter. Excellent. Um, and it was. It yeah, was, I left my credit card. I, yeah, I still have did. to get it. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I still have to get it at Blockheads. All right. I'm going to go back so to that Blockheads it. and say I'm you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Brian Plotsky. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was great. It was real. Kevin Klein was fantastic. Actually, all the performances were fantastic. I would say that it's a perfect production of the null of that. I would agree. That show. Uh, for awesome. show. But on the flip side of that, it's a very, it's a relic of a show. Yes. So it's a very much a, almost like historical lesson yeah. in playwriting, in mm-hmm. in uh, setup and punchline. Yes. The first scene is an hour, and oh it's all, I mean, it's in different like segments, and like yeah. people come in and out, very much like a Kaufman and Hart play or something yeah. like that. Um, or, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a full, I mean, the full evening was a, was a two hour and 45 minute evening at the theater. Yeah. Um, Brian and I were definitely of the younger demographic in the audience. I'm sure. But I think, like Brian... We, we like, won the lottery. We did. <laughs> <laughs> but like Brian said, I think it was a great... For us, it was a great kind of, like, look at what theater... Like, where it started and where it came from. And sure. Like the, like Especially the, in, like, that, that, that comedy. Com- that, yeah, like the quick-witted, like, kind of farcical <laughs> comedy, but, yeah. like... With like some dry humor in it, like it was like we were seeing stuff that was you very could see British. how it. Yeah, oh, it was very British. It was very like I'm gonna do something British. I'm gonna do something more Britisher. Like, but I'm the most British. <laughs> and instead of like building to laugh lines, it was a lot of like building to throwaway lines of that course. were like those kind of just uh, like snotty, like almost under your breath lines. Yeah. But it was great because <clears throat> it was just like a really interesting look at how comedy has continued to evolve. And I think watching some of these performers who I've seen in very contemporary lights get to do these these things and live in the part and not just live in it, but live in it in that time period. Especially uh, Colby Smulders, I thought with somebody who has like TV fame, a lot of times you go into a show and when you see they're doing some kind of a period piece or an older piece, you're sometimes like, Oh, is this gonna be Julia Roberts and uh, what was that? Purple Rain or <laughs> Purple Rain? September Rain? Or <laughs> yes, August Rain. August, August Rain. What are the months? Raining. Let's go through all the months. <laughs> January Rain. But like it was, February rain. it was real. She was fantastic. She lived in. I didn't for a second think about the TV yeah. show. She was legit the character she was playing, and I thought that was wonderful. And what I'll, what I'll also say about it is that I mostly know Noel Coward from his um, dramatic plays. So mm-hmm. like this was more or less my first experience seeing one of his comedies. I've read his comedies, so mm-hmm. it was definitely for just my just knowledge of you know playwriting and, and playwrights and especially British sure. um, playwrights. It was definitely um, I'm glad that it's now something that I can say that I saw. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I I'm a bad playwright, so I actually haven't read <laughs> very much of Noel Coward's work. My experience Kevin with him, can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real bad playwright. <laughs> no, um, my experience with Noel Coward is watching the Elaine Stritch Live at Liberty show when she talks about Noel Coward and her experiences Amazing. with him. <laughs> and so I was I was ready for like an old woman with no pants to come out on the stage at some point, but that never happened. But Darn it. Oh, sort of, actually. Sort of, were, yeah. <laughs> no, but it was it was a really fun time. I think if you want to see like the evolution of comedy with some unbelievable performances living in that time period of a show, definitely go see Present Laughter. Cool. Fantastic. I just have been living in the whole British world because um, 
I wrote a musical called A Proper Place that's getting its world premiere right now up in um, the Seattle area. Oh, cool. And can you so, I was going to ask you about this. Can yeah. you explain? Because I, when I was researching for the show, I noticed that um, your show is billed as a combination of Downton Abbey meets Gilligan's Island. Yeah, that's really just a marketing thing, but it, it makes <laughs> so Because I was like, how does that work? It is so not Downton Abbey, and it's so not Gilligan's Island. It's actually based on a J.M. Barry play. Okay. Uh, who's the same guy who wrote Peter Pan right. called The Admirable Crichton. Um, and we've turned it into a musical. And, um, like Michael Crichton? Uh, like, <laughs> so not. <laughs> not as creepy. <laughs> um, but it's... Um, so it's Congo, the uh, musical. It's Congo, right. Congo, the musical, exactly. But um, the Downton Abbey, Gilligan's Island, it's like people go, how does that work? But literally an upper British class family gets shipwrecked on an island. Oh. And a butler, their butler's the only one who can help them survive. And so he becomes the head of the island and they become his servants. And then they're rescued two years later and have to go back to England. So it takes place in 1902. So it's actually that's actually that's just like it reminds me of Gilligan's Island meets Downton Abbey. Uh, Can you imagine? (laughs) What a great idea! That's actually super. I love that role reversal. Right, just turn it on its head. Yeah, exactly. You should use that for marketing. Definitely. I think I'll hire you. (laughs) (laughs) Where is the show getting its premiere? It's at um, the Village Theater in Issaquah, Washington, which is just outside of Seattle, and it runs till the end of May because I literally just got home from that so I'm still well, welcome back. coming down thank you yeah, yeah. so it's um it's been fun but Noel Coward is we would often say to the director you know the pacing of our show is like a Noel Coward piece uh-huh, it's uh-huh. not you know highbrow English it is like you know gotta keep that comedy yep. or it just won't land that's so, so cool yeah it's fun well if you're in the Pacific Northwest take a trip woohoo a short trip but it was called a proper place it's called a proper place yep Congo no. It's called Congo. Did you write the book and lyrics? A book and lyrics, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and my collaborator is Curtis Rhodes, who wrote the music, and then we also co-do the book together. So. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Thank great. You. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's yeah. fun. I also saw um, when I was researching that you were a part of a uh, group that was, like, uh, fostering new works in New York City. with yeah. uh, the Musical D- Writers Playground. Yeah. With DJ Salisbury? Yeah, DJ. Who's a director I've worked with. Oh, Holla, DJ. awesome. Hi, DJ. I've eaten Salisbury steak. <laughs> very close. So we all know a, him. There's and a Salisbury <laughs> Hotel on oh, 57th Street. It's true. So. <laughs> I've also... Um, Gone to clubs with DJs. Excellent. So and you I know watched him. Full See? House. I know he did. DJ Tanner. <laughs> so you're, you know everything. Yeah. So you've got all of them. And then V. Paul Boyle was the third partner. I don't know if you know V. Paul Boyle. He, I, he, I watched um, Peter Boyle and stuff. Close. Close. <laughs> <laughs> he's just full of them today. He, he is. He's, he's going. Yeah. He's, um, I love it. Maybe someone take the flask, flask away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so we just um, we were around for about four years and developed new musical theater. We were all writers um, that had been accepted to BMI, um, and we just decided to instead start our own. And so it was um, it was a really cool four years. And, That's awesome. Yeah, and then our our other careers are like my acting career, DJ's directing career, V Paul's uh, directing career, and, and teaching career took off. And we were like, you know, we've had a, we've had our day. So That's super cool, yeah. incredible. Because um, the Broadway called, so you had to the Broadway call two one two. So what's your what's your favorite musical? Ever in the history, like yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, oh God. You no, can say I, a proper place I, if you I, want to. No, <laughs> a proper place. No. Um, she prefers a musical that's um, half island, half Downton Abbey. About, yeah. Right. Just half, I not full. Yeah. This might make people laugh, but I think my favorite show ever is The King and I. I think it is a brilliantly written show. I've gotten to play Anna many times mm-hmm. and. It's just a brilliantly written show, but um, I I am enjoying the. Don't you don't have to. You new, don't have to. 
defend that defend choice. Defend that. I'm that's not defending that. The King and choice. I. Yeah, that's great. It's a very classic musical. Of very well done. We, Kevin and I have, have had this musical too. Yeah, Brilliant. love it. Well, Kevin and I have had long conversations <clears throat> off air, but we actually like each other. We off do. Air. We actually talk <laughs> off the air. <laughs> we have had long <laughs> conversations. <laughs> I know, specifically about South Pacific mm-hmm. and um, King and I. Yes. And how so much of the action is off stage, but the thematic conversations are where is what. Um, Hammerstein, Roger, Hammerstein, Rogers, Rogers. Hammerstein. Yeah. Yes, yep. those people. Yeah, um, decided to include like in the scene work. Yes, and that's so interesting when yeah. we're so much of an action-driven society today. Yes, when their sequences were very much introductions as well as conversations about yeah. Yeah. what had happened off stage. Yes, especially totally. those two. Totally. So I'm so happy that you brought. And I thought it's that very much like a contemporary take on like Greek and Roman drama, where like. The action was happening off stage, but what the audience was like palpably feeling was the emotions coming yeah. from these people talking about it. Well, and when think you think it, about the times that all what, that they were, you know, um, in the forefront of writing musical theater and really starting what musical theater was, they mm-hmm. created the craft of it, and they were choosing conversations that people wouldn't have in public. You know what I mean? They were taking subjects that were really not being spoken of and putting them into musical form. Like, who does that? Yeah. You know, and it's amazing to look at their works and what they did because they're brilliant. <laughs> I mean, even them. last year, people were talking about how daring it was to see a musical like Waitress deal with something like spousal abuse. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, <laughs> Roger and <laughs> so Hammerstein did, did that yeah. in like the 50s, so, <laughs> exactly. yeah. which was completely unheard of to talk about completely. back then. So, Absolutely. And it, and not just to talk about it in like a condemning or like create, but a like to see it as a complicated, multifaceted emotional response to something yes. was like it really touches people and makes them think and talk after the show which I think yeah. Hammerstein kind of almost started that idea of take it outside of the theater and talk about it not just that was so fun haha lights come up we go off in our lives mm-hmm. but I think yeah. Hammerstein's work really kind of started that idea of let's make an audience feel something to talk about later yeah right, and that, humanizing yeah. it absolutely yeah. it's amazing that's what I think I loved about come from away is you're uh-huh. you're so touched you're just so touched by it and you're taken in by the human element of it because um, we all experience that day in history and it, it was it's just it's really special piece yeah. <clears throat> what's a sh- what's a show when you're growing up was like oh I'm gonna do this like an experience was it a you know touring company was it your first show on Broadway that you saw um, I think when I was when I was in my 20s I did a lot of like tap dancing ingenue people like Singing in the Rain, I was Kathy Selden a billion times, and Peggy mm-hmm. Sawyer and all those things, and I couldn't wait to play Dorothy Brock. I was like, I want to play Dorothy Brock when I get older, and I got to play her um, a few years back. So 42nd Street, just that character. There was something about those yeah. those people, and Christine cool. Ebersole is someone that I just, you oh, know, yeah. mm-hmm. just love the roles that she gets She's to play. She's so wonderful. Um, uh, yeah, I think so when I was younger, I was already looking at being the age I am now. Yeah, yeah, It's kind of weird, but... No, <laughs> no, totally. There's some great roles for, yeah. for a lot of ages. Yeah. Um, like Kevin. Kevin plays adult women I already. Do. It's like... I great. actually have before. Um, <laughs> in the play, You Can't Take It With You... No, it was um, The Man Who Came to Dinner... Is that, that's a that's a play. Yeah, no, that's a play. That is not, a play. But that's not the. I wasn't. At that's that not guess who's then. coming to dinner. <laughs> no, no. Is, guess who's coming to dinner is, is was the poignier. Uh, right. Yes. This is a man who came to dinner. Right. And there's a scene in the beginning of the play when two women, older women, are like bustling and bragging about like what's happening, and they basically explain the plot of what's going to happen in the show. Yeah. They had hired an older woman who lived in the neighborhood, like a local, to yeah. play one of the old women, and she was supposed to be the old woman who gave all the information. 
and she could never remember her lines. Oh, no. So the director pulled me over and was like, so you're going to the costume room for a fitting into a dress and a wig and heels because you're going to be the other old woman and you're doing all of the lines. And so I had to then actually do the entire exposition of what the play is about. But I'm six foot four and <laughs> I have a size 14 foot. So the only oh, shoes they could God. find for me were red patent leather, like, drag queen heels that they like painted <laughs> so and I could never walk in them because I have flat oh, feet and I'm just the goofiest person ever so I couldn't walk in them so I had to walk on stage oh, in this get up and the audience wouldn't stop laughing so oh, like I tried my best to say all these lines but everyone's just laughing at everything I did <laughs> and so it was like no one got the conceit of the show uh, right. because they were laughing at the giant man in a dress <laughs> that's good that's good that's ridiculous so I have played old women Great. I love it <laughs> So, Leslie, when you're at a zoo, what animals are you drawn to? Monkeys. Yeah? I can stand and watch monkeys for hours. I am fascinated by them. I am fascinated by how close to humans they are, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I could stare at them for hours, literally. Don't. Is really that what it's like being in this room with us? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like monkeys. Monkey around. I don't really like to go to the zoo because I'm not all into the, like, caging animals up. Or the smell. You know? That's or why I don't smell, go to the zoo. Yeah. But, you know, the whole Thanks, caging Ellen. animals up thing. But the monkeys are truly fascinating. Yeah. Especially when they, like, the monkeys you know, like clean who, each George? other. Yeah. You know, and they, like, pick at each other's hair. Yep. And they, you know, it's yep. just so Can you imagine weird. if you're just walking to Times Square and people just pick stuff just out of your hair? <laughs> we could you actually laugh, I can't imagine but, that. But it happens. No, the neighbors behind us when I grew up had monkeys. They had pet monkeys. And so we always what? had, yeah. They we just always heard them. Was it Jane Goodall? It was Jane. <laughs> yeah. She was your neighbor. I know her. I never was uh, with this man. He was wearing a yellow hat. <laughs> The monkey was incredibly <laughs> curious. Incredibly curious. Incredibly. No, we had a trampoline, so we were always jumping up and down and seeing if we could see the monkeys, and then they'd be like, ha, 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 up and down. I mean, it was That's amazing. But they're That's terrifying and wonderful. Terrifying. All I was going to say, that actually is very terrifying <laughs> and wonderful. Kev, what's, what are you drawn to at the zoo? If I'm going to the zoo, um, I would probably, I like to see the big things. So, like, I like to see... <laughs> of course. Six foot that one. I like, like, the rhinos uh-huh. and, like... The animals that you think you know what they are, and then you read the card, and you're like, oh, that's oh, not a rhino. That's actually that's like a... a flippity jib. Yeah. <laughs> like when they have those weird names, you're like, oh, that's from South Africa, but it's not called a rhino there. Right. It's a <laughs> Protonio or something. Yes. And what about you? I love the giraffes. Giraffes. They just make no sense to me. Right. Like, I get what... Like, monkeys are interesting, and I love watching them. Yeah. Like, uh, the like the other animals, like, look like dogs or, like... like right, that yeah. Little, you know, like, gi- yeah. giant... Ver- like... But this giraffe, <laughs> it's a ladder. I understand. It's a ladder. But it has got the weird it's Shrek spots. things on its head. Yes. They do. And like, I just don't understand it. And I can watch <laughs> them. I can not understand them for hours. They're pretty amazing. So, and I love the elephants, so. Yeah, but elephants the, are awesome. Elephants are just fun. Yeah. But I really you, like You can never forget the elephants. Right. Have you been on an oh. African safari? <laughs> Have you been on an African safari before? In Ever? Africa? In, in Africa? No. That's no, you neither. No. Oh, okay. But I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> Although Since dream- you mentioned giraffes yeah. and elephants, I'm like, he <laughs> must have been. Backstreet Boys are in sync. Backstreet Boys. Oh, me too. Yeah, what you got? <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. No. Don't, don't do it. I gotta say in sync. Why? I, I don't, Please I mean, I, leave the room. I no. Like, no, I like the Backstreet Boys, but this is the problem. When I was growing up in those formative years where like, you decided that your parents are not cool, yes. my parents loved Backstreet Boys. Like, oh. loved them. So my mom didn't. listened to that, everybody, like, yeah, all yeah. the time. And she would drive me to school and listen to that album and be like, dancing in the front. And I was so embarrassed. So it was like, and they didn't like NSYNC. So like, I was like, I like NSYNC because they're 
have Justin in there. <laughs> okay. There's not my parents. Definitely not. Leslie and I know it's Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna I know our listeners will be like, why haven't they eaten any baked my Melissa yet? <laughs> <laughs> they have to. So I'm gonna eat the blueberry one. Is that right, okay? Go Let's for go it. for it. Okay. Just go for it. Are you gonna have one, Kevin? I am. I'm trying to decide which one I want. I'm probably gonna do the cookies and cream one. Whoa, Excellent. That's really good. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go do the it. lemon meringue because it's to die for. All right, we're doing this. All right, here we go. A little sugar rush. Yeah, that Because they are. Good. They're just like a punch of sugar. They're like, they're like little they're pixie sticks in <coughs> cupcake form. And That's wonderful. Joking. You're joking on it. Oh, my God! I joked on Quick, wash it down with Jim Beam. Here, take my flask. You're in a pizza parlor. Mm-hmm. Which I am all the time. Great. <laughs> this is, then this them. is a great question. Excellent. You're in a pizza parlor, and they lock the doors. Mm. And they say, there's a, they have a lie detector there. This is very involved. Wow. Wow. And they say, you have to eat as many slices of pizza Mm. as possible that you can possibly physically eat, and then we'll let you leave. If not, you're lying to us, you're trapped here forever. Okay, How many slices of pizza could you eat in that sitting? Okay, well, I have to clarify this because it's got to be a Domino's pizza because I can eat one of those thin crust, extra crispy, you know, where it's barely yep. any bread. I could, I can eat a large one of those all on my own, okay. like in 20 minutes. So that's probably got, you know, it's cut into those little squares. How many pieces is that? That's, um, that's a lot. That's like yeah. a 12, let's say a normal 12 slice if you were in a regular place. Okay. So I, I think, um, I think that would be it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I could do much more than that. Am I, am I locked out or... No, I think you got out. I think you got out. Okay. That was a very honest answer. (laughs) Did you expect to say, oh, I can only have two because I'm a girl? (laughs) No, no, no. That's not how this works. No, no, (laughs) no. Kevin? Um, I mean, I probably could put away a good 15 slices of pizza. Yeah, I could probably do two pies if I had to. My brother and I once did a... big crust, big old New York pizza? Like New York style (gasps) slices. Yeah. My brother and I once did a Taco Bell eating contest when they used to do the family <laughs> meal where you could get like 10 bean burritos yeah, for like yeah, $4. Yeah. Oh my God. So we each bought one of those meals and we were going to see who could finish it faster. Oh my God. I have never been so sick for like the next <laughs> four hours of my life. And it was like, this was in high school. And so I just remember my mom banging on the bathroom door being like, you're an idiot! <laughs> and just like crying in the bathroom. Yeah, your mom banging on the door being like, everybody! But as soon as I came out of that bathroom, my brother still gave me a slow clap because I was the man. Oh. Oh my god, and this is why this is why you have size 14 feet. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Taco I Bell. Once... I, I love me some Taco Bell, oh, yeah. actually. What's your favorite Taco Bell item? Um, oh, definitely the Mexican pizza. Okay. So I, good. I do the craziest order though, and I confuse them every time. I order a soft beef taco and then a Mexican pizza without beef. And always on the, you know, when you go through the yep. drive through, they're like, wait, like, without what? beans? And I'm like, no, without beef. But did you want a beef taco? I do want a beef taco. Yep. I just don't want beef on the thing. Well, do you want more beans? <laughs> no. No, 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 man. Nope. <laughs> well, it's interesting, you, it's interesting that you say that because my favorite thing is the Crunchwrap Supreme. Oh. However, <clears throat> I get it without beef and I get extra beans on it or you beans and extra beans. Okay. I actually prefer it without the. It, I'm not a vegetarian by any means. And me neither. But it's funny Obviously. to say you say that because I really like their beans. Yeah. And but their beef's so, a little weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. It's a little gonna, weird. Yeah. It's like grade C. Yeah. Kev, what's your, what's your Taco Bell order? Or is that your Taco Bell order? Um, I always get, uh, no, I can't do that anymore. I honestly can't eat a bean burrito after that whole sitting, but it was I really powerful. Sure. Yeah, I couldn't drink um, tequila after my 21st I like to do the, 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 what is it, the five-layer burritos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones are fine because there's enough in there besides just beans that I can mm-hmm. eat it. And the chicken quesadilla. How good are the the cinnamon stick twisties? Oh, those are yummy. Those right? Are yummy. Yeah. little flaky and yeah. just, you know, yep. a little sweet. It's good. We're just thinking outside the bun here on Broadway. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> on this hot Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Shetler. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> so let's play a game. We let's got more it. questions for you, but let's oh, break God. it up with a game. All right, the so we're breaking up my me. first oh my game. God, Here we oh go. Oh my God, I'm so terrified. So, um, <laughs> I had when a lot Kevin's of fun with- the game with... master, we're all terrified. I know, it's so, really uh, this, The games, are, yeah, we're, we're going to go with this and see how it goes. So I had fun with the fact that you're an adult contemporary artist. So all of the games are about that instead of Broadway. I terrified. But the first one is Broadway and music. So this will be a little combination. This game is called Slow Slow Burn Me. A CD. So Wait, slow burn me a CD. So what I'm going to do is I have. Um, we are going to talk about ten different CDs where I'm going to tell you about the person, and you're going to tell me who the person is that is their CD. Okay. All of these CDs are available on Broadway Records, and these are all solo albums of people who have been on the Broadway. Holy. Okay. So no, I'm going to give you clues, okay. and you're going to guess. You don't have to guess the name of the album. You're just guessing the artist. Okay. 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 Got it. So here we go. We're going to go. Uh, I'm so terrified. Number one. This Grammy-nominated, multi-platinum R&B and pop recording artist has been seen on Broadway in Aida and the revival of Jekyll and Hyde and recently released an album of Whitney Houston songs called I Will Always Love You on Broadway Records. It's not Heather Headley. It's not Heather Headley. For those of you who are listening, if you need an extra hint, the reason she did this Whitney Houston album is because she just finished playing the lead in the Bodyguard oh, tour. In the um, what tour? The Bodyguard body- musical oh. tour. Yes. Um, oh, she was just a paper mill. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. God. See, this is what I was afraid of. Her last name's kind of dirty. <laughs> Her last name's kind of dirty? Well, it can be. Yeah. Why can't I think of her name? I can't either. All right. Deborah Cox. Oh, oh yeah, oh, there's I There's one that. B in there, Deborah Cox. <laughs> oh, I knew that. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my God, I'm right. embarrassed. This next one, which is also available. I knew I, I knew I was going to fail the game. <laughs> I was like, you guys want but, me to come on the show? But, I'm going to fail the game. <laughs> it's okay. Everyone always fails my games. It's all in right. all fairness, awesome. that wasn't a terrible question. Mm-mm. It was on. That was on us. Thank that, you. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Was, that was on us. We'll see how this one goes. I think this will go better. <laughs> all right, number two. This talented chameleon has played Fantine and Les Mis and Christine and Phantom of the Opera on the West End and toured the U.S. with Wicked in South Pacific, then made her Broadway debut. National Treasure. Album, yeah. Carmen Cusack. Her concert was released by Broadway Records. Carmen Cusack. Good job. That album. It's an amazing album. Yeah. I did Wicked on the Road with her. She's did you? freaking oh, amazing. You were She's amazing. Morrible I, in that? Uh, covered Morrible. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The midwife and Covered Morrible. And she, was, she came in um, toward the end when I was about to leave the tour, but oh my God, just... What an amazing human and an amazing talent. Something else. Yeah. She's I a loved lovely her bright star, too. Yeah, oh, like, so oh, good. Oh. So great. Hi, All right, Carmen. number three. This triple, uh, this talented triple threat has been seen in Catch Me If You Can and On the Town and made his NYC uh, J- opera Armstrong debut Johnson. as the title character in the show Home by Hal Prince. Friend of the show. Yep. He has a 54 Below show uh, that they recorded, and it's available on Broadway Records. Cool. Hi, Robbie Rizal. Nice. Number four. These two incredible singing actresses have impressive careers on their own, but audiences will never forget their iconic co-starring roles that inspired the title of their recording of their 54 Below show, Unattached, available oh, on oh, Broadway Records. Going somewhere else. It's, um, it's, um, uh, Skinner Emily and Skinner, Ripley. Yeah, yeah there and, you go. and Alice Ripley. It is. And that album is freaking amazing. I'll bet it is. It is, because they do some of their sideshow stuff, but they also do, like, rando stuff, and Alice Ripley is just... I love her voice is just it and sideshow. That's another one of my oh, my that's favorites. a great one. Oh, I feel like God, Emily I Skinner. What I love about show. the two of them together is Emily Skinner has this like warm kind of like sweet voice that like wraps you in a hug, and then yeah. Alice Ripley like punches you in the face punches with her it. belt, and it's just like you don't know if you love it or hate it, but you just love it. Oh my God, I love that show. <laughs> All right, number five. <laughs> After the success of his debut debut album, I'll cover you. This star of Rent, Godspell, Wicked, and Fox's Glee 
and recently in transit released his sophomore album Songs for You on Broadway Records. Yeah, that's um And telly? now he's oh. in yes. Telly. Yeah, Telly. <laughs> All right, number 6. <clears throat> This certified Broadway diva who has appeared in Passion, Ragtime, Next to Normal, and Kiss Me Kate released a live recording of her 54 Below show called Make Your Own Kind of Music. That's right, on Broadway Records. I saw her in Bullets Over Broadway. Did you? Yeah. I heard she was incredible in that. She was amazing. She was so great. Oh, she's so good. She's awesome. Number seven. Since the moment she became part of your world on Broadway, this talented beauty has appeared in School of Rock in the 25th anniversary performance oh. of Family Opera. Uh, Sierra. Yeah, 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 yep. Sierra she has an album called Awakening, which is her 54 Below show. Nice. Uh, this talented songwriter's album oh God, released by Broadway <laughs> Records features talents like Sierra Bogus, Ben Frankenhauser, Justin Guarini, Jeremy Jordan, Zach Levi, and Laura Osnes. Wait, I wasn't what, listening uh, to the first Is this Franken Friends? This I mean, talented um, songwriter's album, uh, Where the Sky Ends, Features. Oh, Michael oh, Mott. Yeah, Michael Mott. There yeah. you go. And I just have one I more. I heard those names was like Frank Wilder. No, 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 Michael Mott. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. I just have one more. <gasps> yeah, okay, okay. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, go. This two-time Tony nominee's solo debut on Broadway Records is Dream a Little Dream, live at the Cafe Carlisle, and features special guests Jeremy Jordan and Laura Tom Wilpott, as well as her husband, My Nathan friend. Johnson. Friend of the show. Friend, friend of the, the show. show. Laura Osnes. Laura Osnes. And that was Is she not like the sweetest burn, human on the planet She's or the what? I mean, come on. So, question for you. What is a revival that you would like to see that hasn't been on Broadway in a while? Oh, gosh, that's a tough question. Um, that hasn't been on Broadway in a while. I feel like they now revive like things you know, I know, like right? every yep. five years there's yeah, like a yeah, revival yeah. or something. But they haven't. I'm going to pass that for a second because I want to really think about that. Sure, Do you sure. have an answer? I would say a show that they haven't revived. I mean... There's a whole Twitter account about it. They need to revive Parade. <gasps> That's a good one. They did the Parade? concert, oh, but they need cool. to do like a full revival with Carmen Cusack. <laughs> I kind of would like a Dreamgirls. I well, think that's been... You might be getting that. I might be getting that. That might be happening. So I, think I want to see a Floor of the Red Menace. Flo- no, okay. Tell me really? why you want to see Floor of the Red Menace. Because I think, one, it would be <laughs> really great in today's time. Okay, I, I'll buy that. Two... Mm-hmm. I think there are some incredible females out there that could knock that role out of the park. All right. Three, I think Sign Here is a phenomenal number. That is a phenomenal number. So you've written a book called The Organized Actor. I have. Can you give Kevin and I some advice? Yes, some, please. Sure, what would you like? Life advice. Just, Just lay it on us. Oh, life advice. Um, Organ, act, organizational yeah, life advice. I would say my kind of my theme is always decide what you want, believe that it's possible, and go out and do it. Um, I think um, there's people who go around saying what they want to do and people who actually do what they say. And really the only difference is that the doers never doubt that something is possible mm-hmm. and they take consistent action to get there. Could, <laughs> could, could that apply to like never breaking the seal? Sure. Could that be like I'm a doer and so I'm just never going to break never the seal? Never going to do it. Sure. <laughs> well, I don't know. A... There's, there's something about um, taking journeys like a Broadway race that you have no idea what that's going to take you on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What that's going to lead to? Because Definitely like not. this whole music you know, hot AC, whatever thing that I've been doing in the last year and a half, that was completely not in my plan. I got to be honest. It just, it was a random turn of events that I ended up being introduced to the producer who launched Lady Gaga's career. And he took a liking to me. Like it just was random. So, um, and it's, it's leading to other things too. So I, I always feel like sometimes you have to say yes, even when it's like something offered to you where you're like, so strange. Yes to the dress. Yes. Definitely yes to the no, dress. No, that's cool, though. That, like, you, know? you just have to kind of sometimes realize that this is an opportunity that might not be what you'd planned for, but you never know where yeah. it's going to come out on the other side with. Yeah. It's great. And it's sometimes like, other uh, people might say, no, you got to stay just focused on the one. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes something comes in that feels so 
right and so cool. Um, Kev, you have two more games? I do. Oh, Let's play another Lord. game. All right, the next one games. is uh, called Adult Contemporary Musical <laughs> Theater. <laughs> and how this is going to work is I'm going to give you one of the songs that was a number one between 1998 and 2009 on Adult Contemporary, and you're going to pick a musical and replace one of the songs in the musical with that song. Great. Oh so, for God, example, okay. I'll go first. So, in uh, 1998, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion was one of the top for Nacy. So, I would replace, uh, I would do Phantom of the Opera, and instead of Music of the Night, the Phantom would sing My Heart Will Go On to Christine. Okay. And I think that would okay. actually be kind I, of okay. a cool, creepy okay, song. Great. That is super okay. creepy. I'm, Are you ready? I'm terrified, so but I'm ready. Your, your song. <laughs> Is I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack, which was a top one in 2001. Okay. Billy Lawler in 42nd Street instead of Young and Healthy. I Hope You Can Dance to Peggy Sawyer. <laughs> That's good. That's amazing. I, was say, uh, I hope Footloose? you can dance today. <laughs> All right, Brian, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Brian, you have um, Bad Day by Daniel Powder, which was a top AC song in 2006. The, right. You had a bad day, yeah, yeah, yeah. take your uh, one yes. down. So, what musical would you put that in? Um, I would put that in Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. And anybody could sing it to anybody. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Interchangeable song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, are you ready, Leslie? Yes. Wait, so do, you want to, do you want me to give you one? Um, oh, yeah. Kev? I'll just pick one. Uh, on this list is <laughs> This I Promise You by NSYNC, because I pulled out my NSYNC love earlier okay. um, from 2001. And then I would put... Uh, this I Promise You in <clears throat> West Side Story mm-hmm. instead of One Hand, One Heart mm. and have that be the duet that they sang to each other. I'm not happy with you. I'm <laughs> really mad. All right, Leslie, see, Leslie, I have for you um, oh, no. I'm Yours by Jason Mraz, which was a 2009 top mm-hmm. song in okay. adult contemporary. I think um, Sutton Foster, Thoroughly Modern Millie, the big song she sings at the end. Oh, um, gimme, um, gimme, gimme, gimme! I'm yours. That would be a chill ending to Thermometer yeah. Modern Lily. I yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I like yeah, that too. I think and so. Brian to round it out, a thousand, uh, a thousand miles by Vanessa Carlton. Do you remember that song? And I went a thousand miles. Yep. Um, <laughs> two thousand two. Maybe Mac and Mabel. <laughs> 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 now there's a revival yes. I want. That's yes. a revival I just picture Bernadette Peters and Robert Preston <laughs> singing that song. We just solved the problem of Mac and Mabel. Move over, Maria. We've solved the problem of Mac and Mabel. That's incredible. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So, you talk about how just wasn't your plan to break into the recording world. I mean, mm-hmm. 
What was the experience like from just kind of training as a performer for yes. the stage? Yes. Um, and kind of your whole background is in that. And then all of a sudden kind of being f- pushed or not pushed, but like entering into this new world yes. of recording. Like what was that transition like? What's the writing process and the, and the production and performance process like in terms of how you would balance the two? Yes. Um, I'm still in that <laughs> inquiry of doing that, of figuring that out because yeah, yeah. it's only literally a year old. Um, but I think what it gave me is I think a lot of, especially really young artists that come in, they don't have the performing background. They may have these awesome voices mm-hmm. and they can do it in a studio, but they're terrified and aren't comfortable in their own skin, in their bodies when they get on stage. Mm-hmm. And so I had that part, uh-huh. which made that part really easy. So when they'd say, hey, we want you to go sing at this club, that was just super easy for me. Um, and I think I really loved learning I've certainly recorded stuff in the musical theater world, but learning how to really use the microphone to your benefit. And when you have a team, I mean, all my my whole team is all Grammy award-winning people, so they um, they really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really awesome to just be in the studio and be supported by those kind of people. And um, yeah, um, but the music industry functions very differently than theater. And so that still continues to be um, a really interesting journey because in... In um, musical theater, a producer is someone who takes on a project and produces it and raises the money to do that. A producer in musical, I mean, in the music world, is someone who creates the music of your show. Mm -hmm. You're paying them to do that, you know. So it's a very different. Just the name when you go, oh, I've met a music producer that that loves you. Great man, they're gonna pay for my whole album. You're like, oh, that's that's how that works. (laughs) 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 Whoops, is right. So it's it's structured entirely differently. It it really is, yeah. yeah. But um, it's certainly been a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and people would always say, you know, why aren't you singing your own stuff? And I was like, you know, I kind of just want to write for other people. I don't want to do that. And the minute I crossed over and started writing my own stuff and singing it, it opened up something that I never dreamed that I would like mm-hmm. uh, or be comfortable with. I always so thought cool. I loved becoming another character. Yeah, yeah. But suddenly now as I'm it, older in my life, I love being me. Mm-hmm. And I get to do things as a songwriter and as a recording artist that I would never get cast in in this world. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, be- let's, play, let's play the Let's play the game. All right, so this is going to be a... Um, Head to heads up. So the way this is going to work is Brian's going to close his eyes and Leslie's going to close her eyes for just a second. Okay. I'm going to give you a little stack of cards. They're all facing the same way. And when I put it on your forehead, you're going to just grab it and hold it there. Okay. Brian, you're going to do the same. Just put it like this. Just put it straight back to your forehead. Oh, God. Okay. And you each have five cards right now in a stack on top of your forehead. Okay. So what's going to happen is Brian's going to go first to give Leslie clues of who your card is, and once you guess who your card is in your head, you're going to put the next one down, and you'll do all five. You got it. And we're going to see how, like, who, goes, who does it faster. Okay. okay. So Les- is he doing all five of mine So he's doing all five lock. of yours okay, in it. one go, and then you're going to do all okay. five of his. Okay. So, Brian, go I'm ahead and get close first. And I'm going to get my little oh God, timer pray going. these are names I know. <laughs> Same here. Here we go. Okay. Uh, gimme, gimme. Um, Sutton Foster. Uh, oh. The show. Um, oh, um, 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 what did I just say? Um, Thirdly Modern Millie. <laughs> yes. Um, he's worked with Sondheim a lot. Um, and the giant peach. Blank, George. Blank. No. Wait. Wait. Uh, um, the, wait. Shoot. And the, the giant Saint peach. The Saint Blank Theater is where the producers was. Present laughter is there James. now. Yes, but so. <laughs> shoot, I've lost it. Oh, oh my God, uh, James Lapine. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> okay, no, it's okay. See, no alcohol. William Finn that. wrote this. It was just a revival of Christian Borel and Stephanie J. Block. Um, yes, um, oh my god, I'm it's, the, it's falsettos. What are you saying, huh? Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> it took me so um, long. Bette Midler's in it right now, but Donna Murphy Hello, does it on Tony. Tuesdays. Yeah, great. 
right. right, that's 43 seconds. Okay, that was really late. All right, Brian, you ready? Yeah. Let, you ready to give some clues? Yeah. Here we go. Okay, hello, Dolly, right now. Uh, Bette Midler. Yes. Um, oh, she's in Come From Away, and she's brilliant. Jen she, um, Yeah. Um, wrote Fences. August Wilson. Yes. Uh, she was in The Color Purple. Color Blue Purple. Yeah. Yes, sorry. Color Purple. Uh, part of the title has um, a very uh, stoic dance in it, a very basic dance. Oh, do I hear a waltz? Yes. Good God. Leslie wins because she only did it in 45 and you did it in 58. Oh, no. Wait, but that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leslie oh wins. My God. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm oh, sorry. my God. Good Lord. Um, that was a fun game, Kevin. Yeah, that, that was that's a fun that game, was fun. Kevin. That was a good one. Thanks. Yeah. Um, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Yay! Thanks so much for coming and joining yeah, us. Thank, thank you so, so much. much. And thank for you for the coming. Have another cupcake. Please have another. Which cupcake. one are you doing? I'm doing the strawberry shortcake. Oh yeah, go for it. Which one do you want? Um, probably the mint. I was going to do red velvet. Oh, perfect. That's perfect. We had the right ones. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers with our cheers with our cupcakes. Cheers. That's cute. But we end every episode with a quote, mm-hmm. and today it's, "I don't need more reminders of all that's been broken. I don't need you to fix what I'd rather forgot." Clear the slate and start over. Try to quiet the noises in your head that we can't compete with all of that. Is that because you've been listening to it all week? I can't stop listening Such to it. Such a good song. Yeah. That's really great. Only uh. Us from Dear Evan Hansen. It's like on repeat in my head. That's awesome. Uh, Laura Dreyfus, her, um, her use of consonants in it and where she kind of places the... I, I just think she's great. Her um, emphasis on the right syllable. I just think, and it's she sounds like a teenager. Like it's just That's like, awesome. Yeah, I, I haven't she, seen the show or heard it, okay. so I just... I oh, great, to. great, great. Yeah. Um, so you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram, all at Broadwasted. Subscribe on iTunes and oh, yeah, review yeah. us. Give us five stars, please. Five stars, please. Five stars. I'm going to go give you five stars. Yes. Thank you. Not yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. That's it. Yeah. And you can follow Leslie at the Leslie Becker. Yep. Yep. Well, cheers. Thank cheers. you so much with our plastic cheers. cups. Thank you. And Kevin's uh, Moe's cup. Moe's cup. Welcome to Moe's. Ready? Yep. Zuduat bump. <laughs> she Thank knew you. it. Yeah, that's I love that. It, that's like one of the first times they haven't looked at us and been like, "What are you yeah, doing?" She's there. She's yeah, with us. I know. Leslie Those, knows. Thank you. Those cupcakes are so good. Aren't they yummy? Yeah. Yay. Thank you. for the third and final installment of our boozy, rosé, and Hogarten-filled chat with Broadway-bound kiddos Aaron Glass, Jessica Diaz, and B-speller slash Broadway veteran Carl Kensler. Let's jump right in. Corona in college, that was expensive. Oh, yeah, we had Keystone Keystone. Oh, I didn't. Oh, no, no, Natty Light. Natty Light, you drink that like all the time. We got it from the Rogans. Rogans was the um, was the uh, grocery, uh, not the grocery store. Rogans was the uh, gas station right by our apartment. Mm. Where Jay and I would go to, would do runs to the the and get the Natty Light, and we'd set up um, beer pong. We had a porch on our top deck. So we would, um, so we play beer pong on the roof, and then, and then when the when the ball would run onto our lawn, people walking by be like, throw us the ball! <laughs> <laughs> so glad I met no, you guys after to, college. <laughs> <laughs> we used to take shots of Popov vodka, which is oh, the Popov, Popo, which yeah, is like the plastic Popov, oh, and then you chase it with Natty Light. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Do you guys drink Boone's in Florida? Oh, Boone's Farm. What's yeah. Boone's? Boone's I heard Farm. that in a 
like a sweet Whoa. peachy It's a wine. Yeah. If you look on the bottle, it says wine Oh, like Carlo product. Rossi. <laughs> wine, wine, yeah. wine product. Wine it's product. It's just because they sell it in like Sugar. 7-Eleven. It's like Arbor yeah. Mist, kind of. But yeah. like, oh, my gross. town was a dry town. Oh, probably worse. We actually I've got some probably worse. So we had to like drive to the next town. So we would like intentionally drive to the next town and then choose booze. That's right. Because it was cheapest. It was, what was it? They made a country quencher. Yeah. Country Quencher, <laughs> both of them started with K. It was funny. No. Country Quencher. Yeah. Country Neither Quencher. of those start with K. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they do if you drink enough Boone's Farm. Well, yeah. next round. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to a podcast about cheap alcohol. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mean what we drink on this podcast? <laughs> um, my my question by yeah. Miller what, Highlight. My, yeah. Sponsored or by. And, like, and we're back. Yeah. We're back. All right. Um, so, question for you all What's your favorite musical? Favorite musical would okay, so one is Into the Woods, mm-hmm. but Good also choice. West Side Story. Okay. West Side Story touched my heart for a, a long time, and then it broke my dreams. But that's another story for another day. Um, <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Are you sure? Can you, you not sure? tell it now? Because that's, that's here. Here's the briefest okay. version I can give. I went through a million callbacks to be to play Anita on Broadway. Came down to me and Karen Olivo. I broke my foot. Oh. <laughs> That's what happened to me in my final callback. But then you broke your foot in your final callback. But then we cast her in Broadway Bound Kids. Oh yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> that's brutal. Um, Aaron, what's your favorite yes. musical? Um, this is like so cheesy, but it's my beloved musical. I love Bye Bye Birdie because that was like Aww. one of the first ones that I watched. And I, I watched it. The movie, so like with Anne Margaret? Yes, Anne Margaret. I was yeah. like obsessed with screen. her. I thought, yes. <laughs> I thought she was like the most amazing thing ever. The cat's ever. pajamas. And the cat's pajamas. <laughs> the yeah. bee's knees. The bee's knees. And um, so, a funny story about that when it was on Broadway, we took like. 60 kids, maybe, to go see it. To the John Stamos version? To the John Stamos so, with, version. Featuring a uh, friend of the show, Matt Doyle? Featuring friend of the show, Matt Doyle, yeah. yes. Yeah. And um, it was the last night of the show. Oh. It was the night that we went. Yeah. And so the cast, you know, they're obviously, like, emotional. They came out, and John um, was, like, saying a few words, and he was like, you know, we know that, like, some of the views, you know, some people didn't, like, give us the best reviews or something like that, but, like... F them and he dropped the F bomb in front of all of the t- <laughs> <laughs> and I love John like he's so funny I told him later because I ended up working with him and I was like you know you dropped the F bomb and I was like in the audience with like 60 children exactly. <laughs> um, right but like one of them turned to me and was just like um Miss Erin what's a f- no <laughs> nothing I love, I, I love that that was my first one I was ever in I love that who, who are you, you? Uh, obviously Harry and McAfee oh. <laughs> I, I was like, when I was uh, in an all boys school I played Kim <laughs> how lovely to be a woman was very weird Carl What's the first show you ever saw? I mean, uh, no, that's not my question. Actually, what's your favorite show? My favorite show. I, I here's the thing. I don't know musicals very well. I usually, I I am usually cast in musicals as the guy who doesn't sing in musicals. <laughs> so um, I really only know musicals where there are guys who don't sing in musicals. So what's your favorite <laughs> non-guy singing? Um, that said, that said, I will say my the first musical I ever saw was uh, The Music Man. I mm-hmm. saw a, a, a community theater production of it. And what I remember the most about it was there was this weird guy in the ensemble who never said a word, and through the entire first act, I was obsessed with him. 
And I kept asking my mom at intermission, I was like, when is that man going to talk? When is he going to say something? And in the second act, when they have the big town hall meeting and they're yelling at Harold Hill, there was this sort of cacophony of noise. And then he yelled out, it was like a gag they'd been planning for the start of the show. He yelled out, we want our money back. And I, I like just about wet my pants. It was like one of the most incredible. Thing. I had waited an hour and forty minutes for that, and it, I was just like, oh, there it is. Um, so like that was my. Did you ever get to play that guy? I, I played that guy in so many shows. <laughs> no, um, but my favorite musical, oddly enough, is uh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, I just saw the. Uh, um, the Barrow Street production. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it, how is it? It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you guys seen anything lately? What have you seen this week? What have you seen this week? <laughs> I saw Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, oh yeah. 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 It was really great. We took um, five students. We actually had um, a lovely donor donated tickets so that we could take some kids to see a show that maybe hadn't seen a show before and mm-hmm. so we did a golden ticket contest they wrote in essays oh. about like you know similar to Charlie being so kind hearted like what are ways that they spread joy in their community um, and we took them to see it and it was it was great I really enjoyed it like, awesome. the, um, it's it's a, it has some of the beloved songs but like brand new ones and I mm-hmm. yeah, highly recommend it does it have cheer up Charlie the song everyone hates that I love. That's what I asked you. Charlie, Charlie, his mom sings it. It's when she's in the movie. She's like doing laundry. She's stirring the laundry with a huge wooden spoon, and I was always obsessed with it. I don't know. The wooden spoon. She does the spoon. I was like, who does laundry with a spoon? She does do laundry a lot in the show. They're a filthy family. They're so dirty. I mean, those grandparents have been in the bed for like years. Those grandparents are owning that bed. Yeah. I can't. I can't remember if that was one of them. That's Sad usually when everyone say. fast forwards. The Kimberly I, I sister. I love it. Oh no, that, that was like, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going so to bed. So pure emotion. Um, pure imagination. Mm-hmm. That's different. And it was it was interesting too because Charlie's the only actual kid in it, but it right. actually it works really well because you kind of have a little more permission to dislike the other kids when they're played by. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And they are very youth like, so it's mm-hmm. not. And he's the only one with a child's heart. Only one with a child's heart. <laughs> and just. Genuineness and and the there's three boys that play Charlie, but the one that we saw was and at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and very confusing. He is, Charlie is conjoined triplets. There's a shadow cast and then another the shadow, shadow cast. This summer is Charlie as well. Yes, yes, we're gonna be doing Willy Wonka this summer with our kids. We're very cool. excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of our summer program. And Christian Borrell was in the B last year, and mm-hmm. he's been a big Broadway Bound Kids supporter too. Awesome. So he like helped let the kids all come on stage and he went out pretty quickly in the B guys he's not a great speller <laughs> <laughs> I love you Christian but you're just not a great speller <laughs> have not. you seen anything Jessica um, lately I was thinking the last thing that I saw that really really touched me was Come From Away mm. yes and I actually saw it in D.C. before it came oh, up here cool. Uh, as part of an educator series, they brought a bunch of us arts education people down to meet with the cast and talk to producers and see the show because they really want to connect to the New York City Department of Education, to all of the kids, mm-hmm. and figure out how to connect with the youth community as well. The message of that show is so powerful. All I said over and over again, I probably sound like an idiot when I was talking to the producers, I was like, this show is everything. Every single person needs to see this show Mm -hmm. because it will Mm -hmm. touch and open their hearts. 
it just it should be a requirement of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. We agree. Yeah. We agree. We, we agree. highly yeah. agree. So spell Caesar Semeo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carl, have you seen anything lately? Uh, I don't. I don't actually go to the theater anymore. <laughs> I have two small I'm children, principal. so um, oh. my nights are filled with that. And um, do they put but, on shows for you? No. Well, you know what? Actually, now they do. They do. My daughter does. My daughter puts on plays. Oh, oh, she has a joke. My daughter. My oh, daughter. Yeah. My five-year-old daughter. When I said I was coming here, my daughter said. Um, I told her I was going to come and do this thing. It's called a podcast. It's like an interview. She'll be able to hear it. It's like on the radio. And she goes, I have a joke for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> your daughter is 70-year-old she's like, smoker? She's like, she's, yeah. My daughter is Bruce Valange. <laughs> so, okay. So here's, here's the joke. She said, um, why, why was the apple cut in half? Why? Because someone wanted to eat it. And now he's dead. <laughs> I told her that would kill. I was like, that's a great joke. It's so dark. How old is she? Five and, well, five and three quarters. <laughs> this is the new knock-knock joke. You can do that about almost that's anything. That's incredible. Like. Yeah. Why is that beer half empty? Because someone drank it and now he's dead. <laughs> oh, and then she had another one. She said, um, why did Darth Vader cross the road? And why? I was being smart. I was like, to get to the dark side? And she goes, no, to get to the Death Star. He's already on the dark side. Wow! <laughs> She's perfect. So you can imagine, yeah, yeah, totally school. So you can imagine why, like, I never get out of the house. Right? Yeah, I love that you're perfect. Now like, never change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hate to tell you, but the teenage years are gonna be fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So I haven't seen anything. Uh, the last show I saw was The Encounter. Oh, cool. The the like the like visceral experience show. With the headphones, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was great. Cool. I'm sad I missed that. Yeah, me too. I heard it was really cool. It was really good. But we just recently saw... We'll talk about it more in depth on a later episode, but we just saw Bandstand. Bandstand! And we loved it. Yeah, it yeah. was really fun. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we were given tickets to see it. However, we went in expecting one thing and totally came out loving yeah. it and got something totally different in a good way. It doesn't quite tell you what it's really about, which we, I don't know if I'm... We can. Okay with or like oh, you mean a little mad work. about it. I was like, oh, I didn't know this is what this was gonna be, but I'm very excited. Yeah, because Brian and I, and I got a chance it. to go to see the um, the pre press event, which was they good. Performed a few songs and it was fun. And I expected when we were going to see the show to see kind of like a super light hearted, fun like nostalgia take on that time period. Oof, no, and it was much more about like the soldiers returning. And it's a musical about PTSD, like and legit. And it was really beautiful and moving and. It was so interesting to see that time period told those stories that way because they never really talk about that when you look back at like World War II. You kind of just hear like, like the and heroes and the amazingness and yeah. the, like the golden war, the war to end all wars. And but like to see these people come home and like have the same problems that we kind of like for some reason thought began with Vietnam or began with like because we had, right, but it, sure. it didn't. These people had the same kind yeah. of situation. And I mean, it was and the choreography tells a story like really actually tells a story as opposed to just being there for like yeah uh, and it's Andy Blankenbuehler's directorial debut so he directed yeah. and choreographed and he, you could tell great. because there everything was like a visual choice yeah um, and and it goes without saying that Laura Osnes friend of the show Laura Osnes and Corey Cott really blew us away yeah. they are so engaging they hold that stage like nothing yeah. I've seen in a while. The like, second number is a solo. Like a Corey Cott just has a solo right off the bat, and it's, it's like it's basically it's like breathtaking. It, oh, 
So great. It was also, great. He's go handsome. see it. Please. <laughs> please go to it. He is yeah. handsome. I, I did notice that. <laughs> you sold me on it. I was just like thinking about it. slowly take his shirt oh, off really through that, that whole show. solo. It was really, it was really it's beautiful. Awesome. I was like surprised and shocked at how much it touched me. Yeah. Um, before we play our final round mm. of tournament oh, of, man, what round. is it? Championship of, of letters. Tournament, tournament, tournament edition. Champions. Um, I, Spelling. <laughs> I'd love to hear... Kevin named this game. Play Kevin him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what was your first Broadway show? Please talk. Oh, Cats. Me too. Cats. Really? Yeah. yeah. When did you go? Were we there at the same time? The same um, day? Do you remember I, the day? The night? The date? <laughs> I was in middle school. I was okay. in middle school. I don't remember exactly which age, but yes, Cats. And I know that we sat really close because I was just really intrigued by everything that was happening on the stage and all of the details. Mm. I also grew up with cats and do love cats, but mm. the don't particularly love cats. Actual musicals in your house. Yeah, you had actors walk around in your house. Yes. <laughs> cats are all the time. Erin, yeah. and yeah. you saw cats. I saw cats on yeah. my first trip. I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, lend me a tenor. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I saw it right after Phil Bosco uh, uh, won the Tony for it. Cool. And um, and then the first Broadway show I was in was The Heiress in 95 oh, yes. that he did. And um, Full circle. Yeah. Yeah, it was full circle. I was this senior in high school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My first time in the big city. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah, me you too. I was absolutely so terrified of everything oh. I saw. And all these people were like, do you like comedy? And we're all stopped. We're like, we love comedy. How do you like comedy? Look, it's Elmo. <laughs> I did not understand for the longest time, like, because in New York, people, like, do that. They'll talk to you, they'll say stuff, but you're supposed to just keep walking. I didn't understand that for so long, because, like, in the South, that's so, like, people, like, you walk into the grocery, and they're like, hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? How's your day? You don't know that person, but you're just really polite. So, like, up here, people are like, do you like comedy? I'm like, I do. My favorite comedy is actually. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get suckered into going to a comedy show? Yeah, like, show? somebody handed me, like, a CD, and I took the CD, and I was like, this Oh, but then great. it makes and then me pay like, for it. You need money. I was like, but you just gave me a gift. You can't ask me. <laughs> this is free. Really an, an interesting experience. Or that is also the plot of Elf. Congratulations, the world's best coffee. You did it. Oh my god. I, 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 my whole goal, I made a list of all the things I wanted to do in New York that were like things I'd seen in movies. Like I wanted to get into a cab and say, follow that car and step on it. And like stuff like that. And so my friend I was with was like, I have to do it. Let me do one. Let me do one. I was like, fine. Go to that hot dog guy in the corner and say you want the usual and see what he does because they always do that in movies. And my friend walks up and we're all standing really close. Like the oh, hot dog I knew because we're all like, oh God. So we're standing there and he goes, I'll have the original, please. Uh, <laughs> and he just stood there and he's like, I did it. We're like, you, you failed, bro. What did he get? That's a good question. Like, what is the most New York thing, thing that's ever happened to you? Yeah. To me? Yeah. yeah. Um, you're like the most quintessential as someone coming to New York like what's the one moment where you're like that is the most New York like thing that or anyone's ever said or done did. see the thing that just pops into my head was like the first week that I moved to New York I got a job right away at a restaurant I was working at the Smith Lincoln Center shout out and um, it opened, and it was like all these people came to it because it was across the street from Lincoln Center. Yeah. And I was standing at this place where you fill up all the water bottles that you put on the tables, and Kristen Chenoweth walked up the stairs from the bathroom and was right there. And I once again gay gasped because it was Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> so I turned and saw her, and I went, 
and just like literally froze with my hands over my mouth. And she walked up to me and she was like, what is your name? And I was like, Kevin! And she was like, and she hugged me and she was like, you're the cutest thing I've seen all day. And she walked away and I was like, oh my god! And so to me, that's, that's living in New York. And I called my mom that night and I was like, I met a Broadway star, I didn't say a word, but she talked to me, it was amazing. Oh, I've that, never heard that no, story. No, I haven't either, that's it so was good, incredible. Kevin. She was so little and she hugged me and she was like, yeah, right. Like, come up to your belly button. Yeah, like, she was really short. Did you just feel like everything was magic when yeah, you? Yeah, I was here? pretty sure. Everything I was, was like, magic when I moved here. Because I moved here to writing schools, and as soon as I met her, I was like, I'm like one step away, mom. I'm not Chris Chandler. I'm still on Broadway. Somebody, I was thinking about my most New York story. Yeah. It's like the complete opposite. My first thought that came into my head was. When a pigeon pooped on my head. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yep, like, I've made I'm it. I'm in New York. I'm in New York. I'm a New Yorker. What's yours, Aaron? Um, I don't know. I mean, when you were talking, I just remember when I moved here, like everything was magical, and I was pretty like naive and wide-eyed too. So like, I would again just talk to everybody like on the street, mm-hmm. like whatever. And in my apartment, like, I was, like, we lived in, like, on the east side. I was, like, with my roommate, with going up to our apartment and, like, heard somebody singing. So I was, like, they're singing. We sing. We should talk to them. And she's, like, no. Like, no, yeah. And so I just, like, knocked on the door and was, like, you sing so beautifully. Like, that's so great. And it was, like, this totally weird thing where, like, somebody was auditioning for, like, a new, like, talent agency. <laughs> In your building? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Called Mega Fat Talent with a P-H-A-T. Uh, the 90s. And we were, like, right? we auditioned, too. Should we audition? And they were, like, sure. So <laughs> Do you audition for Mega For Mega Fat? <laughs> Did you get it? Did you get Megafat? We were briefly repped by Megafat Entertainment. I don't know. I don't know what happened to them. Um, they sent us on a like. They sent us on a model go see. We are not models. Like they sent us on a model go see where like. I only know that term from Top Model. Yeah, Sin. I didn't know. Sin. We didn't know what it was either. But we just went, and these poor designers, these poor designers, like looked at us like. What is happening? Um, like, and ah, we're then, major fat. <laughs> and then put us in clothes that did not fit us at all. And then that was the end of our um, that was the end of our contract. I think <laughs> mega fat P H A T. Mega fat dropped you. Yeah. That, that is, is good. good. Oh, that is a yeah. great story. It's a great That's story. Amazing. It's oh, totally yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Kimberly, can can we do the final round and conclusion of Tournament of Championship Letters? Letters, please. You can't just say Tournament and Championship and miss the letters point. So Championship of Letters, Tournament Edition. Alrighty, let's do this. Ready? Yeah. Theater terms. Okay. Is the category. Aaron. Now, are we spelling them or defining them? You're spelling them. If you want to give a definition, if you don't think you can spell the word, maybe we'll think about a bonus point. All right. Ready? Proscenium. The word I could never spell in high school. <laughs> yeah. I just always abbreviated it. Yeah. Pro. Well, you just helped her. Great. <laughs> Thanks. P-R-O? Yep. Oh, my God. How did you know that? <laughs> um, C-E-N-I-U-M? 
That is incorrect. Oh. P R O S C E N I U M. Oh. 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 The silent S. <laughs> Get you every time. Oh. Carl. Yes. Amphitheater. Oh, come on. Oh, is All that right, what settle down, Aaron. I know you're better. <laughs> I have another um, one, if that's too easy. No, uh, no, it's fine. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Is it British or American? <laughs> what? Oh, I see. Very <laughs> um, let's see. An amphitheater is an open-air venue used for entertainment performances and sports. From Wikipedia. Thank you. Amphitheater. A-M-P-H-I-T-H-E-A-T. And then there are two alternative spellings, aren't there, for theater? I would say E-R. I was looking for R-E. What? Well, that's how Wikipedia spells it. Wiki, you can't trust Wikipedia. <laughs> this happened to me last year at the B. Aaron. <laughs> I think with if, theater? I think, I think we go, if, if Kevin gets it wrong, Carl wins. Okay. If Kevin gets it right, we do another Wait, round. This is a lot right. of Was pressure. Wrong? No, no, Kevin, it's okay. Kevin. The pressure's no, on two. you now. There is two. two. We'll okay. Kevin. Yes. Denouement. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could have seen <laughs> Kevin's face. It was as if someone pinched him on the butt. Can you? Kevin, Whoa. you are the playwright in the room. Definitely use that in a sentence. Denouement. Wait, you're not knowing it is? Here's the definition. In a no. dramatic work, the falling action after the climax, the unwinding of the complications of the plot. Wait, really? You are a playwright. I know. The you, you, is... do, you have, do you have a lot of trouble with your second act? <laughs> Great, right up until the climax, and then I, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. After the climax, I get really quiet. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's why he's single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good to the climax. Um, it is French. Denouement. Denouement. French. I don't know why you're looking at me. I cannot help you. And she you. gave you a D. I'm pronouncing one of the letters. That should be there. Yeah. Right. I know that I, I, I expected there was a silent T, but I'm just, everything up until that point is very scary. Um, <laughs> Denouement. D. E A U. So just Daymont? Yes. Daymont. D E N. Yep. O U E. So I'm right so far. M E N T. Great, so it's a gimme. So I. Been doing this since. Now the next one was going to be Deus Ex Machina. Do you know what that is? I do. Okay, that I know. I was like, I had to play right terms for you. Greek Greek mythology. I know that. Well, that brings us to the end of this wonderful (laughs) series of conversations with the people from Broadway Bound Kids uh, and the Spelling Bee. Thank you so much for joining us, Carl, Aaron, and Jessica. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Um, you for having us. Don't forget, the Spelling Bee is on May eighth. Um, we are Broadwaysed will be there we're super excited for Hello. it um, you could see some great talent spelling yeah. who, who who's in your I know Andrew friends of the show Andrew Keenan Bolger yes. as well as friend of the show Michael Park are, are spellers who else um, also 
Lauren Chardulo from Aladdin mm-hmm. is a return speller. Um, <laughs> Bobish Patel from President Laughter. And that's Kevin's team. That's my Ke- team. That's your team? team? Kevin's Laughter. Stephanie Torns from Waitress. Yes. Grace McLean from The Great Comet. Evan Todd from Beautiful. That's Justin. my team. <gasps> that's your team. Bra- Beautiful Brian. Jeff Packard from Bandstand. Gregory Trecko from Hamilton, Ben Jeffrey from Lion King, and Kelly Hutchinson from the Government Inspector. So how do we how do we donate? You can go onto our website, broadwayboundkids.net. Um, our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Instagram account, there's a link in any of those social medias as well. So just to let you know, please donate to Brian's uh, team on Evan <laughs> no, 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 no. Beautiful. You'll be donating to Carl's team. That's right. This is all very funny, but we all know you listen because you love me. So <laughs> donate to Present Laughter. So you can donate to any team and... The team, the more money a team has, the more cheats they get to buy at the B. The cheats are like lifelines. All the proceeds go to Broadway Bank Kids, but you select a Broadway speller that you want to win the B. And also ticket sales, 100% goes to Broadway Bank Kids. And donations at Broadway Bank Kids can happen year-round, correct? They can go to your website and do yes. stuff year-round? Absolutely. Um, but remember, follow them at Broadway Bank Kids, uh, B-Way Bound Kids on uh, social media. But uh, we end every episode with a quote. Okay. And today it is goodbye, 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 bye, see you later. The last goodbye from Spelling Bee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, you're welcome. I thought that was uh, Baron the Big Blue House. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My friends, goodbye. <laughs> well, goodbye. Uh, no? No. Baron the Big Blue House? Nobody? The no. moon, like the, the bear, couch? and the big blue house. No. no. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's raise our glasses, and then we end every episode. Zuduwa. Cheers. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yes. Spelling bee. Bear in the big blue house was a show on Nickelodeon. Was it like Little Bear? Because I liked Little Bear. No, it was like a guy in a big suit. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.